it's never too late to learn another language. It just keeps you sharp. It creates a whole new world for you. In this episode of Mayo Clinic Employee Experiences, you will hear from Shanti, Compliance Analyst, and Miguel, Community Engagement Coordinator, as they discuss learning English as their second language. My native language, it's called Tamil. It is spoken widely in the southern part of India, and we grew up with two languages, and it's very common for Indians to have multiple languages growing up. English has always been my second language. So right from kindergarten all the way through college. So I've always been exposed to English. Okay. How about you, Miguel? I'm originally from Monterrey, Mexico. The northern part is a border town mm -hmm. with Texas. So we have a big influence from our neighbors, obviously. Yep. But I didn't learn English until I was 18. I struggle a lot with English. I'm dyslexic, so it's kind of hard to learn a second language. I went as an exchange student to South Carolina for my senior year. Wow, that's really impressive. It's a nice experience, but I wish I were learning in the classroom like my brother and sister when they were younger. But once you're immersed in a country or in a situation, environment where you just have to learn or speak, I think it's easy. I come from a family of teachers. My grandparents on both sides were teachers, and my mom was a Headmistress, she was very much a language person. She had a master's in our native language, but her basic graduate degree was in English. So she was the one who inculcated a love of language in me. For me, I grew up with asthma, so I was always getting sick constantly. So my sister and brother, they were able to learn it just by going to classes. But for me, I was always missing classes and I struggled. And then I went to school where they offer French and English. So I was more going towards the French and it was easier since the structure is the same as being a Latin language, similar mm -hmm. to Spanish. So it was easier. You know how it is when you're trying to learn something mm -hmm. and you block yourself like, I don't like it. I don't like it. So it made it more difficult for English. Then every summer I have to do summer school. Has there been a time when being a bilingual has been helpful for you? Yes, of course, in multiple situations. In personal life, when people are struggling to communicate, they almost have all of their words in their throat, but they just have a hard time expressing themselves. Uh, putting together words, I'll just quickly jump in and I will ask them in our native language, hey, what are you struggling with? Can I help you with something? This happens a lot when I travel, especially internationally. When you're trying to get off the plane, they give you the immigration forms and people sit there with their pen and form and they're looking at someone to come and help them. I think it's a privilege to help people in those situations. And in professional life, it always surprises people to look at my ridiculously long last name and go, what, you're an editor? So. It's always fun to see their expressions and their faces. It has never just failed to amuse me. But when I'm editing the documents, since I can process things a lot quicker than people with just a single language, I know exactly what they're thinking and I know what they're trying to say in a procedure or a policy. And then I would ask my customer, is this what you intend to write down? And then they say, oh, exactly. So. It's very rewarding to help my customers and shape their documents the way they want it to be done. How about you, Miguel? 
on my personal level, it's been helpful because you are able to travel more mm -hmm. confident uh, yep. when you speak English because you can get information around the world. In a country where it's the industry of tourism is big, we had a lot of exposure to bilingual material in, in Mexico. So it's always been helpful now that I can speak it. Professionally, it have helped me to be more empathetic mm -hmm. with other people when I see them struggle or you know, you take a time to really understand because sometimes when you're learning a language, you say yes to everything. Do you understand? <laughs> oh, yes. Do All you want, you want to... to say is yes. Have you ever felt or been made to feel self-conscious about English being your second language? Have you been intimidated at all? Unfortunately, yes. When I used to live in Minneapolis and I was looking for an apartment, I kept calling a place where I knew there were vacant apartments and I would call and yeah. I know that they figured it out by my accent. And they would say, no, there is no apartments available. And then I will ask my girlfriend, hey, can you call and ask for the apartment? Yeah. And then they will say, yeah, we can show it to you at 3 p.m. Unfortunately, those things still exist. I think as human beings, we all have biases, something that is innate within us. That's how we are created. And it's quite a uphill battle to overcome that kind of bias. One day my son got sick and then um, the teacher called me and left a message in my phone. So I went back to pick him up. The teacher started making actions and she was depending more on her expressions than words. And then she was trying to explain that he has a cold and you need to take him home. I said, sure, that's why I'm here. I'm here to pick him up. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can take him. So that is something I'll never forget. And we used to live in an apartment before we bought a home. So my kids and I were checking our mail and we were about to turn back and get back into our apartment. And then someone from the property management came down and they were saying something. And then the lady mentioned, oh, what are these people doing here? She just assumed that we don't speak English or we don't understand English just looking at us. And then I just simply turned and walked away, which is fine. I don't mistake people for that. I always give them grace and I give them the benefit of doubt. I try to educate them that even though we look different, we can completely and perfectly understand English. So my first job at Mayo was as an editorial assistant with scientific publications. Publications has been around for more than 120 years, and I'm one of the non-native speakers. They're hired in scientific publications, and they edit manuscripts and books for all of our researchers and physicians. And to be in that place was the ultimate recognition that came to me in my professional life. People back home, when I tell them that I work at Mayo Clinic and with scientific publications, it always elicits a huge surprise from everyone that I know. They didn't just see me from the outside. They hired me for who I am and what I can do. Great. I think everybody has something to share to the community where they live. They all have a skills and experience that they can share with others and enrich that community. I was fortunate to be recognized here in Rochester a few years back with the Medal of Honor from the City of Rochester and the Mayor for Community-Wide Services that I have done over the years with a few 
non-profit organization for the Latino community and, and for everybody here in Rochester. And, and it was a surprise. I never thought somebody's watching the work that you do, but being recognized down the road, it was, it was really amazing feeling. They told me that I was being going for a meeting and then it was the mayor and the city authorities and it was a big group and my English that day was kind of hard to come out because it was a big surprise and Rochester has been a, a good town to me and I love the city. Yeah, our time in Rochester was great and uh, I was part of the Southeast Minnesota Poetry Group. I was the last thing people were expecting to see. I published 16 poems in the Post Bulletin. And I've also been featured in Northern Community Radio. So I've read my poems in one of their programs. It's called Poetry Matters in Minnesota. The Rochester Public Library featured me in one of their series called Telling Your Own Story back in 2015. I was privileged to do a session with them on writing in English when you're not a native speaker. Rochester's a great place. All the languages, the cultures that are here in such yep. a small town. I think the town embraces everybody here. And my wife started a Spanish American preschool. And wow. we've been fortunate to have a waiting list since day one. Rochester is truly a global village. I edit all of the documents and research. And people are skeptical about, okay, how do you know medical terminology or research terms? So when I was young... My mom wanted me to go to med school, and I just did not have the stomach for it. I can't stand blood, but I loved words. I was a voracious reader right from a very young age, and I had this love for words. I did my master's in English language and literature. People always ask me, what is this other degree after your master's? So that's a degree where I did about 18 months of research on American literature, expatriate literature. So coming back to medical literature, I was just fascinated with the medical terminologies and terms out. So I'd go look up the Latin roots and I loved to coach my kids when they were in elementary for their spelling bee. So one of the longest words in the English language that we learned was pneumono-ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Wow. It's very fascinating, and I just get a kick out of uh, learning long and complex words. It's never too late to learn another language. Yeah. It just keeps you sharp. It creates a whole new world for you. Yeah, and the perspective. There is so many words and other languages that can express a feeling or a moment that sometimes you don't find in English. Sometimes it's hard. You're trying to share that. I learned one the, with a friend of mine in Spanish called convivir, meaning living within. I learned this from a researcher who went with seasonal farm workers. So they couldn't believe that he was convivir with them, meaning that he went and picked up fruit, went and had lunch with them, went and stayed in, in the same dorms for a period of two months. And it probably is a word in English that you can try to use, but in Spanish, it, and other uh, native languages too, immense, a lot of sense. And I learned also from other friends who speak other languages that they say, oh, we're just having this type of moment. And they say the word, but they cannot find a word in English to express that. Just have an expansive vocabulary. 
So and that's always helpful to bring to your professional work. Also, having the experience with my wife at the Spanish preschool, you see other families who bring kids that there is no Spanish background at home and how they're so impressed, how their kid learn the language just like that. Yeah. I will encourage anybody to try to learn another language. Yes. Reflect on this conversation and encourage yourself to try learning a new language. You never know how it may come in useful later in life or what you will learn along the way.